It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors writer for the Mercury News. Today's episode of Locked On Warriors is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting low-carb protein bar I've ever had. The promo code LOCKEDON gets you $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. I'm here today with Charles C. Hamilton, who will have his usual Friday free agent targets later on. But because it's What If Week here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I wanted to present you with this. What if Kevin Durant never got hurt in last year's playoffs? How do you mm. think that that would have changed things, not only in the finals, but also this last offseason? What do you think? So I like this question, but I don't think, the, I don't think there's a, a huge change. The biggest change to me is I think they win the, the title, uh, win, win a third straight championship. I think they win it in five, honestly. Um, they just looked – that team – we took for granted for three years the fact that Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD were on the floor together. And maybe it was just a shock to the system seeing how bad they were this last year without those guys. But that is one of the best teams of all time. I think they win the title in five. I still think KD leaves, honestly. I still think he goes to uh, Brooklyn. I think he has the same reasons for leaving. I don't think the title would have changed his um you know outlook on the situation i think maybe they hang on to andre guadala just as a hey we won three in a row let's keep everyone around as much as we can but even then the the reason they traded andre guadala was to do the sign and trade for d'angelo russell so that's that's probably the biggest factor is what they have hung right, on to right. Andre Iguodala. But I think I don't think too much changes besides they win the title and KD still leaves. Well, I think another – well, actually, I don't know. Does Draymond Green still say all the things that he recently said of Durant <laughs> leaving after well, like, the way he did one. after a loss? Uh, well, sorry, real quick, one that I got to throw in is maybe Clay doesn't get injured because maybe they're not in a position during the game where, you know, mm-hmm. he's – uh, on a fast break and you know gets right. hit from behind or whatever it is that's all you know butterfly effect type stuff but uh, that's that's another factor um would Draymond have said the same stuff you know probably it's Draymond <laughs> and uh, yeah there's, there's some reason there's some rhyme or reason for what he's doing but I don't know what it is and he probably would have justified it even after winning another title so you know, I just I know that the Warriors internally and look, you, me, everybody from the outside somehow knew that Kevin Durant was leaving. The Warriors didn't. Yeah, the Warriors really did not think he was going to leave. Uh, Joe Lakeup didn't think he was going to leave. Clay Thompson didn't think he was leaving. Um, but it seemed pretty obvious that he was going to leave. So I agree with you. I, I actually think it would have been easier for him to leave after mm-hmm. winning it. Right? He'd been like, "Hey, I got here. 
three straight championships. When he got hurt in game five against uh, Houston, he was the leading scorer in the playoffs. He was playing yeah. out of his mind. Out he, of there was, out of, he would have won the finals MVP again. Probably. Um, and so with if that were the case, I do th- – the, the thing to consider here, what's the thing that Kevin Durant has been chasing that he has not been able to attain? Title of best player in the world. He's mm-hmm. never gotten that, but if he got that, if he on a third straight NBA Finals MVP with a third straight NBA championship in a year where LeBron James was not in the playoffs, he gets that. I, I think that everybody then just says, you know what? There's no hiding it anymore. Kevin Durant's the best player in the universe. And had he gotten that, how much would his attitude have changed? I think it's worth exploring because it, yeah. it seems obvious that he would have just left because everybody thought he was going to leave. But if he had gotten that thing, what would be the motivation to go to Brooklyn? Would it, I mean, the motivation, I guess, would have been how much he hates Draymond. But again, had it <laughs> changed, I think a lot of that stuff sort of, you know, winning cures all wounds, they say. Yeah. And if he got that title of best player in the world, who knows, right? Yeah, I – it's it's definitely a factor. I do think, though, he is uh, so sensitive or bitter or whatever you want to call it that even if ninety nine percent of the of NBA Twitter NBA fans, you know, said he's the best player in the world, like you can't can't deny what he's done. I still think that one percent would just dig at him every single day. I, I think he. I don't know. It, he's just, it was so weird. It was just such a weird situation with him. Why couldn't you be happy, you know, winning championships on the best team, playing great basketball. And I, it just seems like there wasn't really anything that was going to change that. But again, maybe that was the one thing that would have is universally being looked at as the best player in the world, winning three straight titles, three MVPs or finals MVPs, uh, LeBron, not even being in the playoffs and beating Kawhi in the finals, you know, maybe that would have, uh, satisfied him to the point where he signs a long-term deal with the Warriors, but it just, it's hard to imagine him. I don't know, being happy. <laughs> like, honestly, it's hard to imagine him being happy. So I don't know. I want to discuss this. What if thing, specifically the Andre Iguodala thing a little bit, let's dig deeper into this. But first the world of protein bars is being rebuilt by built bar. This is the best tasting protein bar I've ever had a protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate. It's delicious. With 16 amazing flavors, Built Bar tastes like a candy bar while delivering fewer sugars and carbs, making it better tasting and better for you than any of the competitors. With delicious flavors like mint brownie, raspberry chocolate cream, and toffee almond, Built Bar is like a cheat code for health-conscious men and women everywhere. These bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, while also being high in protein and fiber, making them perfect for ketogenic and other low-carb diets. For me, I go back and forth between keto and low-carb diets, and no matter what my healthy eating pattern, Built Bar is perfect for me. One of my personal favorite flavors, by the way, peanut butter brownie, is packed with 20 grams of protein with just 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and just 3 net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off of your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON, one word, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? 
Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the things you mentioned in the first segment there was that if Kevin Durant, if, if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt and the Warriors end up winning the championship last year, and I agree with you, by the way, I think if Durant doesn't get hurt, they win. And I don't think it's close. Uh, the, do they break up the team the way they did? Even if Durant decided to leave, would you still execute the sign and trade? Would you break up what was still a championship team, even though Durant was leaving? I think they would have. I think they still would have made the D'Angelo Russell sign and trade. There was there was going to be a motivation to get younger. But let's let's again let's keep digging into this. Let's say Kevin Durant doesn't leave. Let's say after he wins his third Finals MVP, third championship, LeBron James is not in the postseason at all. We've forgotten what LeBron James is, who he is, what he's about. And all the ESPN talk is Kevin Durant is now the greatest player on the planet. And that is just the talk for weeks leading up to his free agency decision. And then he decides, you know what? Screw it. Let me do a one and one. Let me stay with Golden State on a one and one. Right? <laughs> what happens then? Because now you've got a real decision. Because that team was showing age regardless. Mm-hmm. Do you keep, do you say, you know what? Now is really the time to go young because we're so top heavy with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Like, let's move on from Iguodala. Sean Livingston was gonna, probably going to retire regardless anyway. So yeah. is this our excuse a little bit just to get younger? I don't know what kind of trade they would do for Andre Iguodala. But let's say they move on from Iguodala. They get some young pieces back. They make some similar moves. You know, you still draft Eric Paschal in the second round. You're still getting Jordan Poole at the end of the first. Mm-hmm. You're making some of these similar moves. You're rebuilding the bench. You're rebuilding the depth. Understanding that all these guys are past 30 now. It was still going to be – that was always going to be the plan. How good is this Warriors team with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green? And let's call it, let's like let's go full butterfly effect because Durant wasn't hurt. Clay Thompson doesn't get injured. Yeah. Um, still the favorites for the title for me, man. I mean, I know they're getting older, but older as in hitting 30, not as in 34, 35, besides Andre and I honestly think they keep Andre around. I, I don't think you break up that unless there's a, a good enough offer out there. So what did, what did Memphis get for him? You know, justice Winslow and, uh, and filler basically. Yeah. Yeah. So would you make that move if justice Winslow is healthy? Maybe, but you know, with his injury history, I think you hang on to Andre one more year, let him become a free agent, let him see what's out there and maybe you can bring him back for cheaper on a smaller uh, in a smaller role because he was that, you know, as Steve Kerr called him, the adult in the room, he was so crucial to this team uh, before KD and with KD. So I do think they hang on to him. I think if we're doing butterfly effect of clay, healthy KD, healthy stuff, Draymond healthy, I think we see a lackluster uh, regular season, especially if KD does another one and one where guys are just like, can you just commit to us or not? You know, uh, mm-hmm. I do think that did wear on some of the players and some of the front office and Joe okay. Lacob. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think, you know, 50 something wins and then we see them go off in the, in the playoffs and yeah, definitely still continue and try and get younger on the, on the, uh, the edges. But yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. I think you, you take Livingston's minutes and you use those as an excuse to start building some of the, and you know, you don't have DeMarcus Cousins, right? So you're just, mm-hmm. you're rebuilding the end of the, the bench while keeping the main, I think you're right. Um, and we, you, you know, you have the uh, mini mid-level or the taxpayer right. mid-level to try and sign someone young. So 
they would try and find some young pieces. They don't have all the the great resources to get younger, but they would they, they would probably still get go get Glenn Robinson, and they don't trade him mid season, right? Yeah, he was a useful yeah. player for them. They 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 had looked at him for a couple of years. Uh, are that team compared again? Let's say Toronto loses, Kawhi Leonard still leaves, goes to L.A., brings Paul George with him, Clippers are super team now, the Lakers still get Anthony Davis. I don't know how the that Warriors team stacks up against the Lakers and the Clippers. I still think the Warriors are better because of the experience and just mm-hmm. the, the, like they have basically four superstar players versus two for those two teams. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers, the way they rebuilt, were, were deeper. And I would even say I don't love the Lakers' depth, but they might be deeper than those Warriors teams even, than than this hypothetical Warriors team we're talking about um, as far as, you know, guys 8 through 10. And uh, that Anthony Davis thing would be a problem for them, I think, because they've never faced a player. Like, Anthony Davis was always an issue for them when they played New Orleans in the first round, right? But they got over it. But you pair now Anthony Davis with LeBron James with a rested LeBron and all these things, um, no pandemic, obviously. You go to the playoffs – I, that that's a that's a concern for those Warriors teams. I think you still got KD who can guard LeBron toe to toe, but I, I don't know what the the answer is for Anthony Davis because I don't know who's playing center for this team because I don't think Zaza exactly. was coming back. I don't I don't know what's going on there. Definitely much better competition uh, than they've seen in the you know last two playoffs or whatever it was. But again, like you mentioned, the, the center position, who knows, and who knows what the draw is too maybe they get lucky to the point where they don't face the Lakers or the Clippers. Maybe they have to face the Lakers, Clippers and the Rockets. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of those series is where the dynasty ends, you know, it, it's, uh, it's tough to say, but definitely the competition would have been more than has, it has been in the last, you know, three years before that. So you think we'll get out of the segment on this. You think they would have gotten to the finals though? Uh, yeah. It's hard for me to bet against them you know, going five straight. And in this scenario, they had won three straight. Uh, I would still bet on them going to the finals. But again, if they get a draw where it's Rockets, Clippers and Lakers, that'd be hard to, uh, I'd I'd feel less confident. I'll say that. Uh, At the risk of losing the audience here, uh, I don't think that they would make it. I think the wheels were already falling off. I think you hit on a great point. Had Durant signed a one-on-one, just take everything that happened last year and just like, Multiply. To the nth degree, right? Yeah. It's just it would have just been a. I think it would have been. You're right. They would have limped through the, the regular season, and I don't know that they would have had it uh, for the playoffs. Uh, who knows? And look, I know that we're talking about a what if scenario where everybody's healthy, but they've been really healthy for a, like most of that that dynasty era. Chances are somebody would have gotten hurt somewhere along the way. Anyway, there was just so many miles mm-hmm. built up with that team. So I probably would have taken either the Clippers or the Lakers, but whatever. It's a what-if scenario. <laughs> uh, we'll get to your free agent targets next. This is Locked on Warriors. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. 
It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the Old Fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Every Friday, Charles comes onto the show. He brings with him two free agent targets. We debate those two targets and decide who amongst them would be the best fit for the Warriors. Charles, who did you bring this week? So we're getting down to it, you know, not a ton of uh, free agents remaining. Maybe we'll go uh, trade exception targets eventually. But right now, still some free agents out there. And this one's kind of interesting because of one of the names. And this first one isn't the interesting name. It's Jay Crowder, uh, who is 30 years old, can play the three in some of that, you know, some of the four spot as well. Kind of a Draymond light uh, diet Draymond kind of player. Uh, similar in the fact that they both had one good year shooting threes. And then, you know, for whatever reason, people remember that. And they're actually not good three-point shooters. <laughs> He's about 33% for his career. Uh, solid defender. A personality, I think, that every team needs. At least one of them. Warriors already have one, though, uh, in Draymond. He's useful he could be a useful player I'll definitely put it that way is he a guy that they should go after as one of their top free agents I don't think so especially at age 30 um he is a better three-point shooter than this other option uh, that I'm going to get to which is actually a pretty interesting one for me but uh, I'll do that in just a second Jay Crowder he could potentially be that again Andre Guadalla light because he's nowhere near the level of player of Draymond, of Andre. But when you're looking for a guy who can do just a little bit of everything, he's a guy that can do that. And I think you can get him for the minimum. That's another one. Again, that's what I'm trying to do with all these is keep the uh, reality of it. It'd be great if Mm -hmm. they go out and sign a $30 million player. They can't. Uh, This next player is interesting because – It'd be a reclamation project. His career might be over. I don't know what his situation is, Um, but it's Andre Robertson. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. the Thunder power forward, uh, small forward, shooting guard. He's pretty much played everything because he's such a good defender. Cannot shoot a lick. His offense is pretty non-existent. But he is an all-defensive type player. He's coming off of an injury where he missed pretty much two seasons, I think. Um, he's 28, going to be turning 29 into uh, December. Total reclamation project. You know, Steve Kerr would probably love him. He'd be one of the last guys on the bench just trying to work his way back. But that defense is what Steve Kerr loves. He always kind of leans more defense than offense. So it would be interesting. Another guy you can get for the minimum. Um, I don't think he'll be leaving OKC. But again, who knows? It's a new regime there. And you know, he, his contract's coming up. They gave him, what, three years, $30 million, and that's about to end. So uh, we'll see. But it's uh, it's interesting, but I, I guys who wouldn't be major contributors, I don't think. Uh, I, there's There's been some scuttle about um, Jay Crowder, I, not from the Warriors, uh, just, you know, I see it on Twitter a lot about Jay Crowder as a potential fit for the Warriors. Yeah. You mentioned his personality. It's a big part of his whole deal like it, <laughs> uh memphis is really interesting because they're one of the few arenas left where media get to sit courtside and and so one of the many reasons i love memphis 
Um, but sitting courtside for those Grizzlies games, you hear nothing other than Jay Crowder screaming at people. <laughs> and it's wild. And by the way, the dude's yoked. Like the yeah. guy's huge. Yeah. Uh, you could play him at center, I think. I, I don't think it would be a stretch. Uh, mm. And there's some interesting versatility options there with him at power forward and Draymond at center that I think would work. I also know Jay Crowder wants to stay in Miami. Yeah. And I think Miami would be willing to pay him. If they could, if Miami could get Jay Crowder to stay at the minimum, they'd be very happy about that. So it might take a little bit more than the minimum to go ahead and get Jay Crowder just to keep him, just to, you know, say, Hey, move again. Uh, you might take the mid-level exception at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think Jay Crowder is just general ethos and way of being matches, you know, the Miami heat culture. But uh, that said, I still kind of like the Roberson thing. And the reason I say that is because I definitely think you can get him at the minimum, not even a question. Oklahoma city probably is ready to move on from him. The injury concerns are my main concern with him. Um, the shooting is an obvious problem, but that was also exacerbated by the fact that he was playing with Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams in almost every imaginable lineup. Yeah. Um, and that changes a lot when you're playing with Draymond Green as a point forward who, you know, just in that respect, space the floor, and then obviously Stephen Clay. So I, I kind of like that fit. And if you're the Warriors and you're looking at, all right, who do we need to be ready for in the playoffs? Because we need to be ready for the Clippers with all of their wing talent. So it would be yeah. helpful to have Roberson. Because we trust Clay Thompson to guard Kawhi and Paul George, one or the other. The idea is that Andrew Wiggins can do that. But we don't know that he can do that in a playoff setting, right? Yeah. So if you could have Roberson in a sort of break-in-case-of-emergency option off the bench, that would be really helpful. And it would be even more helpful if you could t- take all three of them and put them out there at one time. So you've got that. Um You've also got the Rockets, who seem to be all in on this wing movement, so they're probably only going to add more wings, or they're going to at least try to, so it would be nice to have another wing defender. And then obviously mm-hmm. you have the Lakers with LeBron. Um, it, doesn't, like, it doesn't hurt to always have somebody to guard LeBron. Klay Thompson can't be on the floor all the time, right? Yeah. So, uh, And we know that LeBron basically can be on the floor all the time. I don't think they're going to do that to Clay coming off of his injury. So yeah. For all those reasons, I'm going to go with Andre Roberson, even though I think that sounds crazy to a lot of people. I really do. And I know you're, you've already said you kind of like Roberson more. But again, the, the scuttle around there has been Jay Crowder would be a good fit. I'm not totally buying it. No. And I kind of love the Roberson addition if you can get him at the minimum. It's low risk and it's very yeah. high reward because let's remember, when he was healthy, people were saying he was the best wing defender in the league or at least up there. Yeah, you completely sold me on it. I was kind of split, but it's, it's Roberson all the way. We're assuming he's healthy and gets back to uh, the same type of defender that he was, or even just close to it, to have another legitimate defender. Because here's the thing, they'll throw people out there, but it doesn't mean they're good options. Yeah, hypothetically, they're going to throw Wiggins to defend all these wings. Is he the best option? He's not. And if Roberson can get back to it, you know, that just the matchups in the playoffs. Through 82 games, there will be some bad spots. Sometimes where he's not taking threes, some fans will roll their eyes. But throw him out there in the playoffs against Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, etc., and it, it would be a a major defensive chess piece that Steve Kerr would love to have, especially at the minimum. So yeah, you definitely tip the scales for me. I'm I'm all in on Andre Roberson, and not just between Jay Crowder and Andre Roberson. I think that's someone they should legitimately look at uh, if if the price is right. Hard to get an elite skill set anywhere. 
Yeah. But especially at a minimum, again, it, the reason you can is because there's some major red flags, injury concerns, can't shoot, can't is a, is a, a negative completely, maybe the biggest negative in the league offensively. <laughs> but with that said, when you're the Warriors and you have some of the assets that you have as far as spacing and all these things and the versatility that exists on the roster, you can afford to live with those things if it means you get one elite thing that you that you need and they need that. Yeah. Uh, very good. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us. When we get done here, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of other Locked On Network podcasts, including Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Use the promo code Locked On to get ten dollars off of your first box of Built Bars at builtbar.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.